Welcome to episode number eight. This is Fonger News here with the student manager, my guest. Oh my gosh, didn't you just come back from Mexico? <laughs> I did. I did. I was with my mom. It's Claire Wadman. Claire Wadman recently graduated Newport Harbor High School. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Glad to be here. So wait, what part of Mexico did you just come back from? Um, Guadalajara. It's like in, it's the second biggest city in Mexico aside from Mexico City. What was your favorite thing you did there? Oh gosh, there's an area called Tlaquepaque that's like, it's a little bit touristy, but they have a lot of like handmade goods and it's just like pretty traditional and you just kind of walk around and shop. That was probably my favorite. It was cool. So we're with Claire Wadman, graduated from Newport Harbor High School. Again, Fonger News on the student manager. We got to give our executive producer props, Murph Cargis, formerly of Sugar Ray. <laughs> You know who Sugar Ray now is, Yeah, right? now I do. I bet you if you ask your mom and dad, they know who Sugar Ray is out there. Yeah, probably. All right, so let's just jump right into it. Newport Harbor grad, you're headed off to Boulder. Mm-hmm. How excited are you? I'm super excited. Let's go Buffs. <laughs> Uh-oh, Buffs fan. You're going to go watch football games there? Yeah, I am. I don't know that much about football, but I'm going to. I learn. can help you with that. Yeah, I know. So wait, when you went to Boulder, did you check out their football stadium? We weren't able to go inside of it, but we like looked through the fence and we kind of saw the stadium. And I forget, because I've been on that campus, beautiful campus, especially in the fall. What do they call those mountains in the back? Oh, the Rockies or the what, the Flatirons. Flatirons. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Because if you didn't know that, I was going to sit here and go, come on, somebody needs to know it. No, I know. Yeah, they're beautiful. We went in the spring and there was some weird like spring snowstorm and they were like, dusted with snow and it was really pretty and you can see like the different elevations too uh-huh. yeah so you're headed off to boulder what are you going to major in i'm doing aerospace engineering aerospace engineering wow so let's talk about that uh, are they known i think colorado's known for engineering correct yeah they're pretty well known they um i think it's boeing and nasa both have like offices there and i think there's a couple other companies that do and they do like pretty heavy recruiting out of boulder for engineering so let's talk about why you selected boulder Mm -hmm. over different schools we'll get into those schools that you applied to got accepted didn't get accepted to but why boulder Mm -hmm. the biggest thing for me was like just the lifestyle of the school and the area like there were once I started applying and visiting schools, I kind of realized that most of the schools I was applying to had good engineering schools. Like I was going to get a good education at any of them. But I just kind of, when I went to the town and like explored the school and areas around the school, it kind of seemed like the best fit just for my personality and like my lifestyle. I'm glad you touched on that because in this podcast, we try to help students and parents with the research process, the admissions mm-hmm. process, and the overall of looking at colleges. And you said something that stuck out in my mind. It fits you. Mm-hmm. So when you say fits you, because I know what Boulder is, and I know you, I've known you for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. You're very outdoorsy, <laughs> activity-wise. Tell the audience, how does that fit you in your personality? Definitely, like, in all seasons, it's, like, perfect. I'm super into skiing and, like, cross-country skiing and downhill skiing so I can I was looking for a school where I could do that um and then and it's super close by there's like a shuttle that takes students up to different mountains which is cool and then when it like not in the winter hiking and mountain biking and rock climbing and just like 
so many outdoors things that I'm excited about. And that's what Boulder, I've always known, is very outdoorsy. Uh, people love if they're outdoor activities, you can do more than just the, going to school there. Mm-hmm, for sure. So what other colleges did you apply to? I applied to kind of a big range because, well, I had a college counselor and he sort of, once we figured out the direction that I was interested in studying in, we just looked at a broad range of like good engineering schools. So some of them were more of like a reach. I applied to um, like some of those were Georgia Tech, UT Austin. um, What else? Oilmakers? Yeah. Yes. Purdue. 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 I applied there. West Lafayette. Um, Did you go visit West Lafayette? Yeah. We visited Purdue. That it was a cool school on a cool campus, but it didn't fit my lifestyle. So when you say it didn't fit, I don't want to take the words out of your mouth because I've been to West Lafayette. Tell my audience how West Lafayette is. (laughs) It's it's not a bad place. Like it just wasn't really good for me, but it there didn't seem like there was that much to do like outside of activities at the school, like sports. They're really into their sports teams, which is cool. I know basketball is really big there, but outside of the school, there wasn't much like outdoorsy stuff or like cool there wasn't really much of like a cool town or like claire you're in west lafayette (laughs) when did you visit that that was um spring break this year okay yeah and you're absolutely right big time basketball boil makers Mm -hmm. gene katie was the coach back when i was following them Mm -hmm. um but then football team you know they're in the big 10 yeah but there's not a lot to do in west lafayette yeah a big thing that they said they do is go sledding which does, it, I mean, sledding's fun, but if that's your main thing that you do, it didn't sound that fun. So you got accepted to Purdue, but Yeah. just not your fit. Just didn't love it. No. Good engineering school? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Rambling wreck from Georgia Tech, Atlanta. That's another campus I've been on right there in Midtown. Uh, what did you like? What did you not like? Actually, so that was one of the ones that I was just going to apply to, and if I got in, I would go visit. I didn't end up getting in there, so we didn't even look at it but it was just like kind of a stretch and i was hoping i would get in and yeah that's a smart school yeah it's and and you you know let's set this up for my audience at newport harbor high school you were correct me if i'm wrong uh four four six four six i did not stutter four six (laughs) unweighted yeah how many ap classes um well senior year they were all AP slash IB so they were all like 5.0 scale but I think junior year it was like all but one so pretty much all AP IB and let's for my audience out there IB because my audience sometimes we have right now Mm. my followers and listeners are here in Orange County Mm. modern day students parents Newport Harbor but we're growing Claire Mm -hmm. this is after your podcast (laughs) we might grow to over 10 listeners we're getting big we're getting big big time five star (laughs) all right five star what does IB stand for? It stands for International International Baccalaureate. So high level elevator pitch. Tell people what IB is at Newport Harbor High School. So at Newport Harbor, they have the whole IB diploma program. So it's basically an alternative to AP where you get another separate diploma if you complete all the requirements. At my school, there were 
17 of us that did the whole program so not very many um and there's you have to take all ib classes that are pretty much the same level as ap and then um you have to complete a couple different things like there's something called cas it stands for creativity activity and service so it's like it's a online log that you keep basically just to like keep track of things that you're doing outside of school in those categories and then there's um and there's like a minimum number of hours for each one and then there's an extended essay that we had to write last summer that's like a i think it was five thousand words like a research paper basically so in your class if i heard that right 17 Mm -hmm. seniors in ib Mm -hmm. and there are only four girls the rest was all guys why do you think I don't know. That was the first year I'd heard of that it had been so unbalanced. So I don't really know why. And each year, like each class, when did you apply for this? Mm, It's the end of sophomore year that you decide to do it. And then those 17 stay. There were actually 33 at first and then people dropped out. Why do you think they dropped out? I think it was, it doesn't work for everyone. There's a lot of commit. There's also a night class that's two nights a week. Um, so that was a big commitment. The research paper is a lot of work. There's just a lot of extra things you have to do that it ended up paying off for me, but a lot of people, I thought they just didn't want to do it. Do you think it was an extracurricular activity? Would you go that far in terms of hours spent? I might. I mean, the night class was two nights a week for an hour and a half. The research paper took like all summer it was definite and then we did we would do other things as a group like go to museums or go to uh, different field trips and stuff like that so it was definitely I would call it an extracurricular what was your research paper on it was cool it was on um the effects of tourism on Mount Everest and Kilimanjaro basically so like positive and negative effects because you can write about anything that you're interested in so give my audience and listeners, for those that maybe don't know about the effects, positives and negatives. It basically comes down to it, like the positives are that like tourism in both those countries are like a really big part of their economies, but there's a lot of exploitation of like the workers in the land and like the governments in both the countries. So it has its pros and cons. And you get a grade for this. Yes, but you don't get graded by your school. You send it off, kind of like AP, you send it off to the IB graders. So IB is probably one of the, besides Newport Harbor, do you know any other local high schools that have it? No, I think we're the only one in our district. I don't know what the closest one would be. Cargus, are you listening? Are your kids interested at all in the IB program? They at should do Newport it. Newport Harbor High School? Sure. They should do it. <laughs> it's really cool. Hard process to apply to? Anybody can do it. I guess you have to be approved to by your teachers to take all those classes, but you can do it. You just have to stick with it. But it sounds like it has to be a good fit. You mm-hmm. had a lot of people drop out. Mm-hmm. All right. But obviously you think it helped you yeah. in this process. It definitely helped. I'm actually going in as a sophomore to school because I got a lot of credits. All right. So for... let's let's talk about that. Expand more on that. You're going into college. As a sophomore, because mm-hmm. how many credits did you get from IB that are transferring over to Boulder? I 
didn't see the exact number. I'm not sure, but it was basically all of my GE classes that I got out of the way, like um, English, like social sciences, um, regular like earth sciences. There's a lot of like higher level classes of those I still have to take, but pretty much all the ones I would have taken freshman year, I got out of the way with IB and AP. Wow. So that was cool. Impressive. What was your ACT? Um, 33. How many times did you take it? Twice. But same score? No, I got a 33 and then the second time I didn't prepare that well. I kind of stayed up too late and I got a 32. Ooh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I actually kind of like towards the end of it, I think on like the third section, I kind of just gave up. And if I wouldn't have, I think I would have got above a 33 because my first two scores were better than the first time, like on the first two sections. So shouldn't have done that, but it's okay. Did you do the SAT at all? No, I never did. All right, ACT. What would you tell parents out there or even students out there uh, taking it two times? Do you wish you may have taken it th three times? I know there's a lot of stress mm -hmm. and a lot of pressure on high school seniors. So walk me through that process. Yeah, I so I took it the first time raw without any, um, it was a practice test, I, like without doing any studying and I got a 29. And then I went from there to, it's called AR Academics. It's a it's a really good tutoring center for they do both ACT and SAT and then they have tutors who basically work with you on or there's like a more English related for like the English and writing section or reading whatever it is and um then the math and science so you have two separate tutors that'll work with you on each section and just help you get your scores up so that was helpful um I was content with taking it two times just because for the schools I was looking at 33 was in the range of like people who got accepted so after the second time I was just kind of done and it is stressful and it's not fun to spend your weekends doing that and studying so yeah let's talk about that because we're here in Orange County and I think there's just so much more pressure a lot of my guests on here we talk about the pressure with the peers or your parents everyone thinks they need to have this score of ACTs like of a starts with a three mm -hmm. I mean I, I tell my kids or anybody if it mm -hmm. starts with a three you're in great shape but do you know what the average ACT score in the nation is it's like 25 or something right or gosh I wish it's 21 mm. California's average is 24.5 now the highest I just looked this up Massachusetts and Connecticut are around 25 mm. with the lowest being Nevada at 19 oh gosh right and here we are getting upset or not upset but oh my gosh i got a 28 mm -hmm. i got a 29 hello that's higher than the average yeah for so sure. 33 first congratulations that's a phenomenal score you're going to a school that you want to go to mm -hmm. right but let's talk about because i know some of the schools that you did not get into mm -hmm. and i'm like wait four six thirty three so tell my audience what schools you didn't get into and maybe why you think you didn't get into it and let's kind of talk about that mm -hmm. the biggest one that i was upset about was uc berkeley that was one that it was i think it was my top choice for most of the process and 
I at first was really upset that I didn't get in, but now I'm super happy going to Boulder and that was still one of my top choices. But I think the biggest thing that was a problem for me was my essays. Like now that I look back, thinking about what I wrote them about, it was fine, but I don't think it made me stand out. Separate yourself. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad you're touching on that because I tell a lot of listeners, my 10 listeners, maybe up to 11, we talk about your ACTs in the 30s, your GPAs over four. And Murph, I think maybe we talked about this with my last guest. I said, it doesn't matter. You you stand, you're like every other student. So what's going to separate you? Mm -hmm. And it comes down to the writing and essay. I'm doing this with Julia right now. How is she going to separate herself? Because she doesn't have like the 31 like Sophia has, mm-hmm. right? She's right right around that 27. So her essay better stand out. So uh, you do have to separate yourself and really that college needs to look like, oh my gosh, this individual is writing about something personal, maybe sees himself on the campus at Cal Berkeley. How, what was your essay about and what do you think you could have done better? I, well, so for the UCs, it's four essays, I think. I can't even remember now. But um, I wrote them about just like, I, one of them was about like a service trip I had done to El Salvador. One of them was about kind of like my, our night class for the IB program was called Theory of Knowledge. And I wrote kind of about like some things that we learned about and talked about in there. Um, and... I wrote one about, I also like to draw and do and paint and stuff. I wrote one about art and a lot of them, it just now looking back, it feels too generic. Uh And I, I heard Hmm. after, I forget where I heard this, but somebody's like piece of advice that they gave was to like write about something that doesn't really matter to anybody else and just explain why it matters to you, which is cool because that makes you seem unique for sure. And you can be passionate about that. And you're separating yourself. See, because when an admissions, and I'm going to have admission directors on here, and they, when I've talked to some of them, especially like the one, for example, with Sophia at University of Washington. Sophia, mm-hmm. as in my daughter, Sophia Fong, Claire knows her. <laughs> I do. Um, Great girl. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. She hasn't even been on my podcast Oh my yet. gosh. She has to. She's a camp counselor up in Washington. She hasn't even been home. Oh. She goes, I want to be on your podcast. Sure. Come, come on down. <laughs> but then we're going to ship her off to school pretty soon too. Um, UW, we're going off. Right? Yes. Yeah. UW. We're going to go off on a tangent a little bit. But the essay, I want to stick on that because mm-hmm. people think that might not matter. But really hitting home and being personal. Yeah. And you just said it yourself. Let me ask you this. If you had to do it all over again, your essay, mm-hmm. what would it be on? How would you separate yourself? What can you tell students out there that are going, I think I have this great story, but it's generic? I think, to be honest, I maybe would have tried to do something in high school, I did a lot of community service, but do something more that like I personally played a bigger role in and like made more of a difference in like my own community. Like I think the essay that I wrote about going to El Salvador and doing a mission trip, like isn't really something they wanna hear. They wanna see, I think the biggest thing is like they wanna see people making a difference just like where they're at. Cause those are the people who are gonna go on and do things in life and represent their school well so rather than maybe just checking off a box and yeah exactly like i I, like worked at the 
not that the soup kitchen or the thrift shop or whatever isn't great, but like just kind of, yeah, checking boxes and doing like generic things that you don't care that much about. Yeah. So audience and followers and listeners out there, essay does matter. Mm -hmm. You talked about the outside counselor you had. Mm -hmm. A matter of fact, I'm having a counselor on my next episode. Oh, cool. Uh, Talk to me about an... I guess we can give this counselor props. Should I? His name's Greg Kaplan. He was really good. I really liked him. He was helpful. Greg Kaplan. Yes. Where is he out of? He his office is right over by Fashion Island. Fashion Island. Greg Kaplan is it Kaplan and Associates? No, just him. Greg Kaplan. What did this counselor help you with? And did it help you with the essay at all? Um, we kind of had our different like things that we did throughout the year or so that I was with him, but starting out we did a lot just trying to pick out what schools I should apply to because I never really had like a dream school or like a perfect idea of where I wanted to go so that was first and then we like narrowed down my list and then yeah the essays were kind of the next big part of it we we did a lot of just like conversation about just like what makes me who I am and what I'm passionate about and what I like to do and just he kind of tried to figure out just who I am and then we try to figure out how to write about that do you think he was the right counselor for me he definitely was I'm pretty like self-sufficient so any of the just entering stuff in the application or things like that he didn't really help with but I didn't really need someone to do I know there's some people who like super hands-on counselors who help them with entering their grades entering everything which is fine but I didn't really need that so For me, he was good. He was more just like personal and like walking me through the essays and stuff. So you didn't get into Cal. That was one of your top schools. Were Mm -hmm. there schools that you didn't get into that you thought you were going to get into and maybe schools that you didn't think you were going to get into that you did? Yeah. The biggest one that I thought was weird was I did not get into UC Santa Cruz, but I got into UCSB, which Mm. I ended up actually getting I got waitlisted at Santa Cruz and then I got off the waitlist pretty late but I've always kind of heard that Santa Cruz is like the easy one to get into and I heard a lot of people who did not get in there and then Santa Barbara is harder but I did get in there Santa so. Barbara's hard Sophia got rejected from Santa Barbara <laughs> a lot of people but she got did. rejected from Cal too yeah but she knew she was going to get rejected from Cal yeah those are two tough ones for sure sorry how come nobody can get into Cal? Your great GP is amazing. What's the deal with Cal? Okay, so I Murph Cargus is asking a great question because I, I bet mean, you have... that down. This is ridiculous. He, 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 he had... had speak it well. <laughs> but at the end of the day, four, six, extracurricular activities, ACT... Everybody's Everyone else applying to Cal has that. That's... Right. Yeah. So how are you going to separate yourself? Can I ask you a question? Another question? Yes. I got hired to make a video for a kid who was trying to get to Harvard. You wound up somewhere else, but we shot a video. Can you do a video for an essay? I'm not do that I know an of. Extra special, like this is who I am and this is what I do with my life. There might be. I think there's. Help them get into the next college you did get into, though. Oh. So. I think there's another section like you can submit additional information. Okay. Maybe. maybe yeah. That. Some schools. Some schools you can add on. Yeah. To application essay. I don't know. I, I've never. Yeah, I've never heard that of that. Might be going a little overboard. Maybe it sets him apart. But at the though? end of the day, you have to separate yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing these stories, you know. And let's t- touch on that because I remember when everyone's finding out where they're going, where they're not going. 
right? Mm -hmm. And even our friend, our last episode guest, Mia Matsunami, also Newport Harbor uh, senior, and we just getting rejected, getting rejected. I don't want to say rejected. Let's just say not accepted. Yeah. And then I hear stories. My wife and I are talking about, well, where's Claire? I mean, Claire has four, six, 34. She didn't get in. She didn't get in the Cal. She didn't get in the Cal Poly. And I remember her saying something like, she came home. She was so upset. She's like, all this work mm-hmm. for nothing. Mm-hmm. Walk me through like, what were you yeah. feeling? <laughs> no, that was, there was one day, it was like Cal came out and I think, some of the just a lot of schools that people were really excited about came out and it was also my friend's birthday and okay. everybody was just like some people were excited but most people were just like devastated and yeah that was the day cal came out and i had kind of gotten too ahead of myself like i was i knew that there was a really big chance that i was not going to get in but i got too ahead of myself like picturing myself at cal and like my other friends who wanted to go there so then just like getting that like denied letter like it was just like man i really thought it was a possibility and i definitely cried a lot that day (laughs) but then um i had already gone into boulder and i was excited about that and that was like my second choice um and so i was i still had that to look forward to but it did kind of feel like i did everything i was supposed to like you said like act was like competitive my gpa was good and it didn't seem to pay off which was frustrating but now getting the credit for like all those hard classes i took absolutely that definitely makes it worth it and what about your extracurricular activities you played uh soccer in high school Mm -hmm. field hockey those two sports well so freshman year i kind of went crazy i was playing i've played club soccer like my whole life so i had that and then i played field hockey in the fall, soccer in the winter, and lacrosse in the spring. And lacrosse and field hockey, I just didn't really love. It was fun. I'm glad I did it, but I didn't really love the sports. So the next two years, I just played club and high school soccer. And then senior year, I was kind of burnt out, so I didn't play a sport. I did start rock climbing, though. It was really fun. Uh, And there's probably rock climbing in Boulder. Yeah, there's a lot. There was a rock climbing. Yeah, yeah. There was a rock climbing club at my school that I joined, so that was So fun. let's talk about that because I think I heard about these clubs, rock climbing club at Newport Harbor High School. Mm-hmm. How many people were in there? There were, I think, like seven or eight of us who consistently went. When you say consistently once a week, it was, we had It was pretty mellow. We just had a group chat and we would just text like when one of us was going and we would like carpool or yeah just it wasn't like there was a coach or anything but we just go climb together a couple days a week and who started that club um will vandervoort if anybody knows him he's going to university of utah he was the president and he started it really yeah maybe after he steps foot on campus at salt lake i need to have some more guys okay as guests but you know what you you you, the people are popping up my mind that i want as guests just so happens they're females are strong. Mm. I I could recommend you people. Absolutely. But yeah. I think I could take you up on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you think, talk to me about your other activities outside of Newport Harbor High School. Mm-hmm. What organization were you involved in? Mm, well, so I played soccer and then I was in National Charity League, NCL. Mia was in it also. She probably talked about it. But so that's like a, we've been in it since seventh grade and it just ended at the end of this year. 
and it's like a mother-daughter community service thing so they just partner with a lot of local philanthropies and just volunteer at different things what was the most satisfying philanthropy that you were involved in during this high school my favorite thing it's called Shalimar Learning Center it's open to anyone to go volunteer at but it's over here in Westside Costa Mesa and um it's and pretty sure it goes kindergarten through high school but I was with the elementary school ages usually and I did it in the summer a lot but during the school year they have like after school tutoring every day but in the summer they did like just a summer day camp Monday through Friday and they would do different activities and like we would do little lessons it was usually like history themed I think when I was there we were learning about ancient Egypt so you just have like your kids like your little class and they give you like a lesson book and you just like do lessons and activities with them but it's a lot of like kids who's probably both of their parents work and nobody's home during the day or they can't afford to go pay money to go to any other day camp so they come there and they're all just like really appreciative and really eager to learn and it was just that was definitely the coolest place I volunteered at. Do you think being part of NCL, that's National Charities League, helped with the college process? Being involved in other activities or is that just checking the box still? I think I honestly kind of just checked the box. There were some things that I was really passionate about like that and a couple other other philanthropies, but I didn't really do enough to... I just didn't invest enough time in them, I don't think. So it wasn't like a big enough part of my life to really stand out in the college application process. I think if you find something like that that you're passionate about and it shows, then that'll help you. But a lot of people do like community service here and there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a requirement to graduate. So I think just doing a little bit is more just checking the box. When do you head off to Boulder? I leave the 18th, so a week from Sunday. She's leaving August 18th. Is it semester or is um, it quarter? It's semester. Are you, is there a, well, semester, obviously there's not an early fall start then. You start, you move in. Hmm. And are you doing their engineering? Is it an honors program? It's not an honors program. I don't even know. I saw that in your list of questions. I don't even know if they have one for the engineering school. I'm not sure. But no, it's not. But you shadowed someone at Colorado for engineering, correct? Uh, we just did a tour of okay. the school. Yeah, right. we actually did it. I visited like two years ago, spring break, and this year. And it was the same girl giving the tour both years. So got to talk to her both times. So you've been on the campus twice? Yes. Both during spring breaks? Mm-hmm. So you've never been there during the winter? No, but during the second one, there was like a layer of snow and it was snowing the whole time but it probably melted and yeah didn't it wasn't that cold right so. okay so what else did you love about the campus obviously the outdoorsy mm -hmm. you have the flat irons the stadium but there are some things that stick out in my mind because i took um, joshua my son joshua and his friend there like three years ago and hung out in boulder and walked around the campus and i want to know what you liked about it three big things one of them the people are just super nice. Like everybody that I talked to in Boulder and just like in Colorado, it felt like in general, were just 
super friendly and welcoming and like interested in like hearing mm-hmm. where you're from and all that and just it felt like very welcoming and like I would be comfortable going there that was a big one and then um the food and that was a problem at Purdue the food didn't seem that good anywhere in Boulder all their food is like locally grown and sourced which is pretty cool and like health into like healthy food and like just a lot of different options and also they just built a new aerospace engineering building that they're hmm. like cutting the ribbon on in like a week so that's cool too i get to go to the new you building you might be when I start. able to get there to see the ribbon cutting i think so it's awesome. well in there yeah so where do you eat if you're on campus at boulder or around boulder that you love the food so much um, I have, I mean, there's like the dining halls. I've, n- I've never eaten at any of those, but on Pearl Street in Boulder, there's so many good restaurants. Like, I don't think I had one bad meal while we were there. By chance, I remember Pearl Street because mm-hmm. there's like this little Mexican restaurant that I ate at right near the Marriott. Okay. There's a Marriott parking lot and then there's a Mexican restaurant, which of course I yelped it and it had the most stars. Yeah. I go, let's check it out. Yeah. So it was pretty good. But it um, sounds like there. there's good food. Mm-hmm. And West Lafayette, there was not any good food at Purdue. Mm-mm. Let's talk about maybe something you didn't like at Boulder. Mm. You're like, huh, not like this school or something like this, but I can live with it. Yeah. The one thing that I kind of had to get over for some reason there's sort of like i feel like a stigma in this area about boulder because like it's not that hard to get into and like a lot of people go kind of party a lot or whatever and like a lot of kids in the ib program with me who are like really going to good schools and stuff were like what like you're gonna go to boulder at like out of all the places just like it's not that highly esteemed and like i felt like people were gonna not look down on me I don't know it doesn't even really matter that much but I kind of had to get over that that people don't at least in this area really see it as an amazing school but it it is a good school so it is a good school and I think I'll kind of fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. because I know you I know your academics engineering it has a great program Mm -hmm. right but but you, you ever think about maybe what happens if you stop engineering you don't do engineering and then you go back into maybe trans or change your degree, then I think you mm-hmm. f- you might fall in that stigma where people go, Colorado. Yeah. That's what my counselor told me. He told me, like, great for engineering, but if I decide to switch out, he said, like, I don't know if it'll be rigorous enough for you. Right. Like, I don't know if it'll meet where you want it to be. Because rigor-wise, I would agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean especially with your academics and your background. Now, is Colorado an easier school to get into? I think you don't need as higher test scores, mm-hmm. but I don't think to get into engineering, you're going to get in with with like the 20s. Yeah, the engineering was still, I think the acceptance rate was like 22% or something. So right. it's still not that high, but yeah. Cal Poly, you did not get in. Did not, yeah. Cal Poly... It's tough for engineering, but no, I did not get it. Did you visit that campus? Mm-hmm. It wasn't my favorite. Why not? I don't know. I really appreciate, like, pretty just, like, campuses themselves. Like, the area is really pretty and really nice, but I don't know. Boulder is all, like, 
all brick brick buildings mm-hmm. and like just really pretty and like well designed and Cal Poly's a little bit more modern and like not as exciting. I don't know. I didn't love it as much as I thought I would based on what other people said. Cal Poly San Luis Obispo is pretty. Yeah. Like the area. Yeah. The hills, the mountains. But did you get this feel? Because Julia, my other daughter, who's a senior at Modern Day, when she looked at it, she said, this is a, the ugly colors, green and yellow. Yeah. She said, look at these buildings. Yeah. But, and of course, she's been on, she's spoiled. She's been on so <laughs> many campuses. Yeah. But she did not like Cal Poly. And I said, you can't knock it. You better apply here because this needs to be, not that she would get in, but I, I say, you got to have a California school. like a, maybe, mm-hmm. And it's not a fallback school, but what happens if you don't get into the other schools you want to get mm-hmm. into? Yeah. Yeah. No, Cal Poly, it's a good school and it's a really cool Pretty. School. Yeah. And it's hard to get into. What was your major that you checked off? It was just general engineering. I didn't have to choose what kind, but it was engineering. And with Cal Poly, I've known some people on the admission side and, and they're, they talk about, well, business and, and engineering, they're only accepting one out of 20, one out of 25 as mm-hmm. compared to wine agriculture at Cal Poly's one out of six. Yeah. One out of seven. I know a lot of people who applied to SLO and got in for agriculture and don't want to do that and are probably going to have a hard time switching. And it's hard to transfer. Yeah. So my audience and followers out there, it, if you're applying to Cal Poly or any other school, major does make a difference. Yeah. Yes? No, that's a big thing that was an issue for me because definitely applying for engineering is, makes it harder. Like the acceptance rates are different. So... Like with Berkeley, since that was my top choice, it was like, do I apply for engineering and probably not get in, get in, or do I apply for something a little bit easier and risk not being able to switch? And that was, I would advise applying for what you think you're interested in because there's a big chance that you wouldn't be able to switch into it. At the end of the day, do you think what you go in and major in and graduate with is what you're going to be doing in your career? I think it depends what it is. Like, I I don't think you could be, like, a lawyer or, well, obviously a doctor or, like, an engineer without that kind of degree. But if you go into, like, journalism or, like, something a little bit more broad, you could end up in a lot of different things. Or, like, I'm going in for engineering, but I could end up in something unrelated. What other schools have we not talked about that you visited that we can maybe share with our audience that you liked or did not like or play a part in why Colorado over? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, we did the whole, like two years ago, spring break, we did the whole like up the coast of California um, looking at schools. So we went to UCSB, UC Santa Cruz, um, UCLA, Berkeley, and like pretty much all the UCs Mm -hmm. and SLO. And um, I pretty much, I think I applied to pretty much all of those. Um, And then we also went, I forget, it was a couple years ago, we went to UW to check it out. And that was the one that I was in the end deciding between, like with Boulder and between Boulder and UW. And it was, that kind of just came down to like, okay, they're both good schools, but one of them's in big city and it rains all the time and one of them is in the mountains and the which snows all the time yes snows a lot and so just that kind of came down to like i liked both and like weighing the pros and cons so it came down to colorado and washington Mm -hmm. see my i was under the pressure came down to colorado 
and Purdue. Oh, no. Yeah. I visited Purdue and I said no. Uh, I said no, thank you. But yeah. Damn, we're just bashing Purdue Yeah, today. but Purdue's a great school. If the campus itself was in a different location, I would go there in a heartbeat, but just didn't love Indiana. All right. So my last guest, Mia Matsunami, your friend, uh, also visited Washington. She told our audience and listeners what they liked, mm-hmm. what they didn't like. Damn, we're also promoting UW a lot. I know. What did you like about UW? What did you not like about UW? I liked, obviously, the campus is beautiful. There's a ton to do there in the city, and then there's also hiking and outdoorsy stuff close by um it is though since it's in a busy city like it just seemed like a lot to handle like right away like first time moving away from home like just so many people and like I don't know bigger cities are just more complicated um and then also what kind of turned me away was they take on more people than they have housing for which seemed just like a little bit over commercialized and like Mm -hmm. too much of a big school feel like boulder just felt more homey to me all right we're gonna see when washington plays colorado i know (laughs) we'll see which one's the better school right did you feel pressure from your peers and parents during this process i really didn't with my like close friends we kind of made a pact to not really talk about it that much because it's all anybody talks about in the fall of senior year and my parents were just encouraging of like Mm -hmm. wherever I wanted to go that was like reasonable so I didn't feel that much pressure I the worst was kind of just being at school like in classes or like at break and just hearing everybody talk about like junior year was ACT scores senior year is like applications or decisions and everything like that so I never really felt pressure of like what I needed to do this one certain thing but I definitely felt like it was on my mind all the time what was I gonna do and you feel relieved now yeah I feel relieved do you know who your roommates are gonna be I have one yes I um know who she is she is from Chicago her name's Noah um if she's listening to this. Should we give her props? Yeah, she seems really cool. I think we're going to be friends. Um, Maybe she should listen and download and we get another follower. Yeah, and she could share with her friends in in, uh, Chicago. But yeah, Boulder had like a roommate matching process. You filled out like a survey and then it matched you up with a bunch of people and you picked one. Do you know what dorm you're living in? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it a new dorm, old dorm? Old dorm. It does not have air conditioning. (laughs) It does not have air conditioning. (laughs) No. Well, you don't need air conditioning when it's snowing. I mean, but exactly. Fall, it does it have be. a heater. so that's You're going to need the heater. Yeah. Does the heater work? <laughs> I hope so. So what dorm is it called? It's called Cockrell. It's in the... There's an engineering quad. That's It's three dorms for engineering and I think science majors right next to the engineering building. If you had to do everything all over again, mm-hmm. what would you do differently? Tell my audience anything differently in high school. I think the biggest thing I would do is like I mentioned it a little bit earlier but like picking one thing that I'm was passionate about and it's hard when you're younger and you're a freshman because you don't really know yet but trying to explore different things and kind of pick one thing that you're passionate about that you can like do something in your community that's like related to that like making whether that's like I don't know, starting 
a small business or like focusing on one community what would you, service what would activity. You have done? I what would I have done? I think I would have honestly just gone back to Shalimar like more cuz I did it like one summer and I mm-hmm. went a lot that summer, but that was it and I think I would have like tried to make more of a relationship with those kids and kind of stick with that all four years. Because I'm interested in working with kids and I think I could have like shown that passion more through that. And knowing that you're working with kids or interested in kids, you don't want that to be your major. No, I mean, maybe I'll do something with, I don't want to be a teacher, but maybe something with like education later in my life or I don't know. But I I do enjoy working with kids, but I don't know what I'll do. Claire Wadman. (laughs) senior Newport Harbor High School, recently graduated, headed off to Boulder in a week. Yep. I'm going to wish you the best of luck. (laughs) And then when you come back from the break, because normally have speed rounds, Mm -hmm. and I'll ask questions such as, you know, your favorite place to eat, or Mm. if you turn 21, where are you going to go drinking? Mm -hmm. If the parents are in town, where are you going to take them? (laughs) You know, but this is a great insight because we're talking about what it took, what you did at high school to get to where you are you know, headed off to Boulder. And next time I talk to you, bring you back and maybe share your likes, dislikes on Colorado. Yeah, you can tell sure. me what's going on with Boulder. Are you doing a sorority by chance? I am. I'm rushing. Wow. She's we'll rushing. See how See? It goes. We're going to talk about this next yeah. time. When <laughs> is you know. Rush? It's Labor Day weekend. Dang. Because mm-hmm. I felt like if not, I was just going to be around engineers all the time. Yeah, you Which would. Which is fine, but I want to meet other people too. So... You got the personality definitely to do it. <laughs> Murph, anything? Anything that stood out in your mind? My executive producer, I'm looking at him right now. Murph Cargis from uh, Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. <laughs> Everybody knows what Sugar Ray is. Yeah, all my guests are great. Have I ever brought in a dull guest? So that means for my followers and listeners out there, you just have to tune in to the next week's episode. Bonger Friday is when we always release these. We're going to tag Claire. And after we tag Claire, we're going to just jump up in listeners and followers. But I want to thank our executive producer, Murph uh, Murph Cargis, for running the show, this operation here. Thank Claire Wadman for joining us. And we want to thank our sponsor, Fonger News, who just hosts and runs this student manager podcast. And with that said... Till next week, to all my followers and listeners, Fonger News, out!